this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. And we're already laughing, which is always a good sign. (laughs) I was like, let's just push record because, okay, so Claire posted on our Instagram post today. She posted a a reels. I'm not even saying it right. I'm not even saying it how the kids say it. I reeled. I, I, too real. I made a reel. I did a reel. I reeled it in. And uh, where I was like making fun of those posts where people point to text and I was like I don't understand these posts so the only guy that I feel like can do that is the originator like the guy who did it where he does like these really awesome dances and he like dances and then he points to something I feel like he started it I mean only he can do it I'm well just- okay so somebody had a point where they were like this came I mean obviously this came from TikTok TikTok doesn't have the option to have a post with a caption Right. So this is like the TikTok hack for not being able to have captions. Right. But guys, Instagram has captions. Like just <laughs> write your text in a caption. Bless all of you who tried to explain to me the Reels algorithm because I get, I mean, I I don't literally not understand it. <laughs> I get that the Reels algorithm is being boosted, which it's is just, partially why I made that. Right. I really... <laughs> I don't know I, if you guys caught on to that but I made a reel about not wanting to make reels because our posts aren't getting seen by anyone and I thought maybe if I make a reel it'll show up and it did and it did but you know anyway so I'm just laughing and so I made a reel I think the there's only two people that can do it and then it just was one of those things that became a trend and everybody jumped on board where they're just like doing a dance and then they point and then the words pop up and then they do a dance and then they they point to another direction and and it's just like okay over it I think the dancing ones are even weirder but like weirdly (laughs) mesmerizing like I can't not watch them Mm -hmm. like you have like just like some random person who's like standing there doing the Macarena and then all of a sudden they they point to like a statistic <laughs> yeah about dermatology and then it's right. like another round of the macarena and then like a recipe for stew and then like <laughs> oh what will the kids think of next what will they think of next i do really like the ones where they like toss the shoe and then they turn into that. something different oh that's creative like that's, that's creative. Cre- that that takes a lot of time it takes a lot of time a lot of talent my favorite one is the guy he's not he's i think more well known on tiktok but he's like breaking into i don't have tiktok i have never had tiktok at this point it's not like a hipster like oh i don't do tiktok it's just more like i'm so far behind that i don't even oh, think it'd be worth it i to get it. About it i know i'm i'm like no. on the edge of being really far behind in social media but there is one guy who I love to follow who I think got like more famous on TikTok. Is he the guy that was doing the cranberry juice and, and skating? No, this guy, he is... Um, Skateboarding, like, I should no, say. No, yeah. this guy is like an indigenous dancer from Canada. His username is Notorious Cree, C-R-E-E, and he has the best... All of his um, like transitions are into like full-on like powwow regalia. Oh, amazing. It's very cool. I would yeah. highly recommend that one. And that yeah, one I have respect like, for so that. I have respect when you put a lot of time and energy yeah. into a production, but okay. I mean, whatever. I just, yeah. yours just was great. About it. Yours was great. I did it. You guys, <laughs> I reeled. 
Oh, so, okay, talk about Miles' birthday. Miles turned five. He did. Can you believe it? Can you even no, believe it? I literally cannot. Although it's you have this a five is one year of those things where it's like simultaneously, no, I can literally not believe it, and also I'm like, yeah, like this has been, this has always been this way. Like I can't remember not having him around. I mean, not that I can't remember, but it's like sure, you know. So his birthday was on Sunday. It snowed about six inches and was like about fifteen degrees. So luckily, we had planned his party on Saturday, and you know, it's COVID times. So his party, quote, I'm using air quotes, was basically we just called like five of his friends' parents and we're like, hey, we're going to be at this park near our house from like nine to noon. Stop by with your kid at some point in that time window. That would be great. So that's what happened. It was great. The kids wear masks, which I feel like the fact that like five-year-olds can wear masks without an issue really says something about all the adults who complain about wearing masks. Oh my God. But Oh my God. Don't even get me started. I know. And uh, they, it, they had a lot of fun. And it was... Lucky that we had planned it that way because we didn't obviously know ahead of time. Like we planned it that way several weeks ago, not knowing Sunday was going to be such crappy weather. But Sunday was really crappy weather. So Miles got to pretty much do his favorite thing, which is just watch TV all day, which we don't let him do very often. And so he was like, all day I felt so bad because I was like, we should be doing something. It's your birthday. And I kept just being like, Miles, what do you want to do next? And he was like, well, can I watch another episode? I was like, is that really what you want to do? And he'd be like, yeah. It's like, sure, bud. So he just watched oh my gosh. How to Train Your Dragon Race to the Edge of the World series Great. like all day. We decorated the house, which again is not something that we would have typically done, but I felt like we needed to kind of like amp things up. It looks really could, cute. It was so Love fun. We mm-hmm. like, yeah, hung balloons from streamers. Like that's your jam. You were always really good when we, whenever we, whenever we, I really miss doing in-person I shows know. now, but whenever like we had balloons. some type, yeah, you were always really good about the decoration. It was funny. I was, as we were hanging all that up, it was like 11 o'clock at night because we had to wait for miles to go to bed. And it felt like kind of like Christmas Eve, like getting everything yeah, ready. Yeah, totally. But I also was sitting there thinking like, I hope Brandon appreciates being married to the former head of the prom committee right now. <laughs> totally. Because this is where those oh, skills are coming from. So fun. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, it was fun. So he had a great day. And then to cap it off, we made cupcakes where we bought all these different types of sprinkles, like brown and green and blue and white. And he made little cupcake habitats. And we bought, we went to like the dollar store and bought a bag of plastic animals not the dollar store there's like a kids consent you know, reseller store mm-hmm. and they just had like a giant ziploc bag full of these like plastic animals so he took all, all the animals and he organized them into like their different habitats so we had like the the mountain animals and the, and the african savannah animals and the whatever and then he made them all into their little cupcake habitats that is so he made them yeah they looked really good. I mean, he, you know, decorated them, but yeah. That's what I'm saying. He decorated them. They looked really good because I saw the picture you posted. Yeah. So that was fun. I had I had a moment where I wanted to just kind of jump into our Great British Bake Off podcast. Just now, talk I about, know. And talk about the cupcakes, but you're going to have to tune in to that podcast. And if you don't know about it, we have- You're missing out. A British Bake Off podcast called On Your Marks, Get Set, Bake. Go find it. That was just a little- Plug. Just a little plug. It's so fun. Miles is a future contestant. He really is. So we had a great time. And yeah, now he's five. And I mean, he's, I feel like about a month ago, we kind of had the transition out of four and into five, like behaviorally. Um, he had a really rough, like two week patch about a month ago. And I was like, this is it. Like we're switching over to five. It's happening. Yeah. It's funny. The way that kids develop is it's not linear, right? It's like stair steps. Mm-hmm. Except it's like the Manitou incline of emotional development stair steps where you're Don't. like, why is this so hard? <laughs> it's just stairs. Yeah. So we had a big stair step a couple weeks ago. But what um, did he want for his birthday? He right now is so into like anything wildlife related. 
and he's also like getting he's getting to the age where he's almost able to do Legos by himself. Mm-hmm. So he got a ton of Legos. Oh, cool. Which at, at one point he was opening more Legos and he was like, okay, I officially have enough Legos. And I was like, okay, Miles, I'm going to remind you, you said that in like six months. Mm-hmm. When he's done everything. Yeah. Cause he is not into, he doesn't put them together and then take them apart and remake stuff. He just like does the kit, whatever the instructions are and then like leaves it. Mm-hmm. So we have like this bucket of just like broken Lego things that are done that he never plays with again. Cause he doesn't play with the Lego, right? Like that's right. not the you thing. Put, no, you put it together and then you, you play with together. the thing. Yeah. And then you just move on to the next thing and put the next right. thing together. Right. So whatever. But yeah, he's really into wild crats. I don't know um, what that is. It's a PBS show done by two brothers who are like wildlife zoologists. Uh-huh. And is wildlife zoology, is that like a double by being a let zoologist us know. or aren't you also a wildlife? <laughs> Tune in, write us and let us know. I know, seriously. They're like wildlife biologists maybe. And they have this show where they like, it's a cartoon and they go to different places and like learn about the animals. It's actually incredibly informative. Very cool. So you learn a lot. I, I learn a lot. And Miles tells me, he's like, mom, did you know? And he'll like launch into some fact about how like peregrine falcons can fly 40 miles an hour. And I'm like, I did not know that. Thank you. It's great. Miles is oh, fun. so into That's really wildlife cool. facts. Well, congratulations for raising a five-year-old to this point successfully. Yeah. That's the biggest <laughs> shock to me is I'm like, wow, I've been doing this nonstop for five years. It's yeah. a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. <laughs> no. So happy okay. birthday, Miles. Happy birthday, Miles. Somebody actually asked me a couple weeks ago, like, if I still, how if I was done having kids. And first of all, I mean, I appreciate that I opened myself up to just any type of question. Um, and I know that that's can be a loaded question for some people. But I'm curious if anyone out there is willing to share their perspective, because I feel like my opinion on that has changed a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Like coming into 2020, I was like, I've always wanted three kids. I want three kids. Like, you know, we'll start talking about it when Evie's two, like I'm going to have three. We're going to make it work. We're going to make, you know, that's what I've always like envisioned. Right. And then COVID happened. And now I'm like, I think I'm done with two. I mean, there's still that voice in the back of my head. That's like, are you done with two? Right. But I'm very, I'm very like on the other side of the line now, whereas before I was like, no, we're going for three. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I just need this. I need this year to be as hard as parenting gets. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, I want to be able to like move on from this phase and totally. know that like, I don't have another baby phase in front of me on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But it's, I just, yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, I guess, you know, go, going through a global pandemic will change you. For sure. I want to touch on that really quick now that you mentioned kids, because some someone, a few people keep asking me, and I'm going to say like two minutes of this and move on. People will write and ask why I don't have kids. And that question kind of pops up, like I'd say once every three years with us on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And really what I'll say is, Similar to what you just said, Claire, is like, I feel like my opinion on not having kids has changed a lot over the years, not so much like in the past year, because I'm 43, I'm kind of past the past the prime. But I will say this, I always knew that I was ambivalent about it. I've, I've never been like, for sure, for sure. And I think a lot of people are. So it's not a matter of if I couldn't have kids, it was a choice of I really don't want to have kids. And a lot of people will always say, oh, you'll change your mind. I think when you're younger, they, you get that a lot. You'll change your mind or whatever the case may be. They kind of give you the nudge to have kids. And that's kind of the natural question. And I'll never forget the time after Scott and I got married, someone asked him at a party when we were going to have kids. 
And we got home after the party and he was like, I can't believe this person asked us, asked me if we were going to have kids. Like, that's so personal. That's so rude. And I just laughed so hard. So I'm like, I've been getting that question my entire life. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was really funny. Like coming from a male, that's like the first time they get asked, except, you know, when I was 20, they're like, are you good? Do you want kids? Right. When are you um, going to have kids? Right. When are you going to have kids? So the short answer for me is like, it's such a personal decision. Mm-hmm. It's such a personal decision. There's not, and and I think when people ask that is they want some type of relief or camaraderie around that decision, but because I think it comes with a lot of stigma of you don't like kids, which is completely untrue, or you're going to regret it later in life, or who's going to take care of you, all all these kind of like cliche questions come up. And it's such a personal, Well, you'll change your mind when you meet the right person. Right, right, right. Or you're going to regret it. I think that's the biggest thing is regret. And I just, I have a weird perspective on life is I truly just felt that I was sounds so really like airy fairy, but I just felt like I was put on this earth for something else, not to be a mom. And I have like zero days of regret about it. So I think Mm -hmm. there's the biggest thing that people want to know is will I regret it? And I I think if you just kind of sit with yourself and you truly think about it, and Scott and I, when we were 35, I'll never forget this either, like this really sticks out in my head because it was always a very emotional thing for me to consider. And I think really for a long time, I felt guilty that I didn't want kids. I was like, something's wrong with me. Why do I not want kids? I'm a horrible person. And I I remember my 35th birthday, we went to Los Angeles and we were in um, Santa Monica at True Food. from like one of my birthday dinners. <laughs> I'll never forget it because we were sitting outside and he was like, I think we should, you know, shit or get off the pot kind of more more or less saying like, yeah. if, if you're, you know, hey, we're 35, I'm ready if you're ready. And I was like, uh, cool. Can I talk to you like next year about that? <laughs> I had this moment of like, <gasps> I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, so we really seriously talked because for a moment I was like, oh God, like if you, if you changed your mind, cause going into marriage, we were like checking in all the time. Like, are you, mm-hmm. where are you, where are you with this? I think that's important as a couple, if you just make sure you're checking in about it. And I was constantly asking Scott, like, Scott, like, where are you with this? And so when we turned 35, cause we're very close in age, I, he said, if we can just at least really seriously think about it like every day this year to make sure that we're very certain about our decision. Mm -hmm. And we did. And we checked in. And we were still like, okay, we're good with not doing it. So I'm not saying like, it the the valve shut off at 35 to where we were just like closing the book. But I think we really promised ourselves that we would think about it very seriously, so that neither one of us would have a regret. Because truly, it's very rare for a partnership to have the same beliefs about that. It's normally like you get into a marriage, I, I, at least from, you know, speaking from my friends and, and married couples is... You mean to, for both partners to not want kids? Correct. To like correct. truly not want kids. To truly, truly, truly. In my experience with, you know, the people that I know in my life, it's like they're either really both want it or one does, one doesn't. And then one kind of concedes and then they're like, great, this is fine. Scott was always kind of like, I'll do whatever you want to do. And I think if I was like super, super passionate about it, he would have gotten on board. But he's also like, I'm fine without. And he doesn't have like the regret or feeling like he's missing out on something. So anyway, (laughs) that turned into a longer explanation than I planned. But I think what I want to just encourage women who maybe feel the guilt about it is just do yourself the honor of like really thinking about it for you. 
and not listening to the outside voices because I felt guilt for a long time. Like even throughout my 30s, I just felt constant guilt. And then like the end of my 30s, I was like, I'm good. I am good. (laughs) My life is good. I've got some dogs. We've got a good life. We feel happy. We feel fulfilled. And I think it just comes down to that. It's like this weird notion, like you're not going to be fulfilled. And sure, you're never going to have that experience. You're never going to have the experience, but we're okay with that. Like there's just, there's just not much more to say about it. And I wish I had like the perfect tie up in a bow answer, but it's just, it's so individual. So I just wanted to kind of address that because I know what you're going through if you're feeling like you should have the perfect answer. Yeah. And I know that other people, like we've talked about, we talked about that a couple of times in different episodes on Girls Gone Wad. I know we talked about it yeah. um, on Julie Bowers, Paleo and G podcast. Like, mm-hmm. Because she also is somebody who's choosing not to have kids. And, you know, we always just hear from people that like, it just helps to hear someone else who says, you know, I am childless by choice. And yes, like it, I took the decision seriously, but it wasn't like, it's just who you are. And you've just, mm-hmm. you know, there was yeah. never this like groundbreaking moment of like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And I think I've realized that like, I always took for granted that I have always known that I wanted kids. And Brandon's the same way. Like we both have always known that we wanted kids. And I didn't realize until we got to the point in our life where we were starting to have kids. And we started pretty early. I mean, I was 20. How old am I? Not that early. I was 27 Mm -hmm. when I had Mm Miles, but I was definitely in the earlier ones, like one of the first people in my friend group to have kids. And I didn't realize until I started talking to people about it where they're like, well, you know, I'm just not totally sure. Like, I don't know when I want to have kids. Like they just seemed so much more not on the fence, but for them, it wasn't like a huge, like, yeah, of course I'm going to have kids and I'm going to, you know, start a family as early as makes sense. Whereas like, that's kind of how I always felt of like, yeah, of course I want kids and I'm going to start having kids as soon as like, it's logistically possible, not Mm -hmm. logistically possible, you know, right. Not when I'm 12 or whatever, but like right. as soon as like I can support a family, I'm going to go right, that Right, right. You can support a family. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's helpful to talk about. And I think it's always just like, to your point, I think that we're still very much living in a time where women who choose not to have kids are seen as like, well, me, you know, that must not have really been your choice. Like maybe you have fertility issues. Like people are mm-hmm. just assume or like, oh, I guess that means you don't like kids or like, or there's kind of like this, like, at least maybe I like project so this on selfish. My, yeah, like mm-hmm. you're selfish or you... Like, oh, you're missing out. It's like, I just, you create your family how you want to create your family. I think there's Mm -hmm. a part of me that just really wanted to contribute to the world in other ways. I think raising a human is an amazing thing. I've been around thousands of kids in my lifetime with, like, I was, you know, burping babies when I was 16 with cousins and and all my friends that had kids when I was in my 20s and so it's like I you know I love children and it's and it's Scott so funny how you get kids that. too totally like he's, yeah he's an uncle to his best friends two boys and they freaking love him it's really funny they always they <laughs> He was over there um, a couple weeks ago outside, like COVID. We call it COVID cool. I'm sorry if that like sounds offensive, but we're just like, is that COVID cool to be doing that? He was outside with his his best friend's boys, and they're like, Scott, when are you having kids? He was like, not you two. Yeah, and but it was cute because he wanted to play with his son, and I was like, that is adorable. But he's such a fun uncle to the kids, and they just love him. But yeah, he's really good with kids too. But yeah, it's just I just want to kind of encourage women who maybe choose not to have kids that if you're struggling with it, I think that's a normal thing to go through to struggle Mm -hmm. with that decision because there's so much attached to it, and it's such a big thing as a woman to experience that you're like opting out of that by choice. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like what's wrong with me? And there's really just nothing wrong with you. Right. That's all. I think it's interesting. I have a friend who um, is 
going through, she has, um, has the BRCA gene mutation, mm-hmm. one of the BRCA gene mutations. So she's going through like having to schedule an elective mastectomy, I mean, a quote unquote elective preventative, a preventative, preventative mastectomy preventative, and a yeah. prevent, not elective and a preventative hysterectomy. And it's just so interesting because she has always been someone who's known from day one. I, she doesn't want kids. She's like, I don't want kids. Like I never am going to want kids. And a couple of years ago, she was having like some really serious issues with hormones. And she was like, I just would like to get a hysterectomy. Like I am tired. Like I've been bleeding for months. I can't get my periods under control. I can't get my hormones under control. I don't want kids. Take it out. Yep. And I mean, there's a lot of other things going on there, but like basically every doctor she talked to was like, we are not going to do that for you during your childbearing years. Like what if you decide, you know, basically like, well, that can't be reversed. And she was like, like they, she could not get, are you sure? Yeah. Every single doctor was like, well, you never know. And she was like, I do know. I'm telling you that I know. Meanwhile, Brandon has friends who at, you know, 25 got vasectomies because they were like, I don't want kids. And they went in and they were like, I want yeah. a vasectomy. And they're like, okay, sure. Well, no problem. Uh-huh. Like it's never questioned in the other direction. And, you know, you can argue all day that like, well, a vasectomy is reversal and a hysterectomy isn't. But like, which, I mean, you can argue that because it's true. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's just like that amount of questioning. <laughs> you could argue that because it's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Congratulations. <laughs> right. Right. But like... <laughs> It's just that level of questioning that you it don't is. come up against. Yeah. But when you're a young woman, and I mean, even as she's been going through all of the mastectomy stuff, she's making the decision to go flat and not go through reconstruction for a huge variety of reasons. And she, it took her a year to find a surgeon who didn't pressure her to go through reconstruction because of like future intimate partners. Wow. And she was like, you're wow. putting more stock into like a potential future intimate partner's opinion than my own opinion of my own body. Wow. Yeah. That makes me so angry. That it's insane. So angry. And like, yeah. so, you know, the whole thing is just. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Well, if you're out there and you are choosing not to have children, you just need someone to talk to. You can always send me a message. because, I, I mean, it's like, it's just, it's, I don't want to kind of dismiss it, but at the end of the day, like. Now that I'm at 43, I'm like, we're good, you guys. It's not that big of a deal. Like, you made a good decision for yourself. If you wanted to go that route, don't. It's the outside voices that kind of make you feel like question your decision. So I'm just here to tell you, you do you. Okay. I want to just give a quick thank you to everybody who, if, if you didn't know that JT got pneumonia last week, well, when you're listening to this, it was about a week ago. Um, and everyone was just so kind and I was so worried. It was the scariest day of my life. He was in the ER for 24 hours, getting well, the urgent care for, for, for animals. And he was getting fluids and antibiotics. Um, it happened really, really fast and it was extremely terrifying for the whole day of Friday. I just could not stop crying because I didn't really know if he was going to make it. Um, just from what the vet told me earlier in the morning. So he's okay. He's recovering. Um, he's going to be on antibiotics for a month. I guess that's pretty protocol for dogs that get pneumonia, um, after they get like an x-ray. So he's got a couple follow-up visits that he has to do, but man, who that kind of gave me a glimpse into the life of like losing him. And mm-hmm. I'm going to need some serious support when that happens. Cause I was, I was not okay. Yeah. I was not okay. Losing a pet or at least just having a sick pet is just so heartbreaking. Losing so. a pet is so intense. And I feel like... It's so intense. Especially it's so intense. I feel like we've heard of a lot of friends. We have we have not heard of. We've had a lot of friends lately who their dog is like fine and then like they're not fine and they have to be put down 
within yep. a couple of days. That's, and that is exactly what I was yeah. preparing for because of what the vet said that morning. And basically, like, JT was kind of... There's been a lot of kennel cough going around in my neighborhood. Like, all our neighborhood dogs that we play with have had kennel cough or they've had some type of cough. And, you know, we're walking dogs in the neighborhood and we're, like, saying hi. They're like, oh, don't come close. He has kennel cough. I'm like, for sure, this is probably what it is. Mm. So when he started coughing Thursday night, it was just kind of like a little bit of phlegm. And I was like, well, that's weird. And then the next morning, he just was full on not able to breathe. So that's what I like originally thought it was. And then the vet was like, you know, this could actually get a lot worse. I just want to prepare you. And I was like, cool. So I could barely drive home. And I was like, this is, this is Uh, terrifying, especially with a dog that's nine year old, nine years old labs, you know, they don't live forever. No dogs live forever, but we're not, I'm not expecting him to live till he's like 16 by any means. So anyway, just, I just really feel for people who lose pets. And that's like something that anytime someone, an animal is sick, people are just like, totally get it. Mm -hmm. Totally get it. So he's on the upswing, knock on wood, things are good. Cadet, we had to have some of the puppy raisers that we know watch her for a week just so he can rest because she just wants to jump on him and play with him. He was not having it. You know, he was (laughs) not well and he's, he could potentially be contagious. So she's with some friends and we totally miss her. We're like, we want our family back. We want our family back. (laughs) Like (laughs) things are just not okay right now. It just feels so weird. So this month has been a little nutty. Do you know anything about the meaning? Oh, actually, let me take a, let me take a quick pause because I um, messaged our friend, Michelle DeWitt, who's the tarot card reader and medium. She's the medium that we had on our show on our Girls Gone Wad podcast. And speaking of like a crazy month, I just feel like October was nuts. Like I I got into a fender bender. JT was really sick. My cat was really sick. Like it's just been a weird couple of months. So I I texted her today because I was like, I just need to know the meaning. Everyone's been talking about like the full moon, the time change and Halloween happening this weekend, like all at once. And it's the the blue moon, like a second full moon in a month, which is that's like really, really Yeah. So I was like, can you tell me what this is? And she sent me this long text that I want to read. She goes, what I personally feel is a few things. So Michelle DeWitt, by the way, you guys, she's, she was on the podcast um, I want to say a couple years ago when we did, when I had like a tarot card reading with her and I was like, oh, she's awesome. She's so funny. So we had her on the show and, um, and made she's her, great. Claire, like she's great. She, yeah. She's I not like, not a she's believer. not like, Rui- yeah, yeah, I'm not a believer in like mediums or psychics right. or anything. Um, but I still really like, she's very realistic and she's like, you she's know what? totally like, real. I mean, realistic as realistic as you can be right. for <laughs> believing in, you know, talking to ghosts, but I but she knows her stuff. And I think that she's like realistic about... About people being cynics and yeah. people questioning it. So she's she also like, yeah, cool. I get it. Yeah. Episode 258 of Girls Gone Wad. The episode is called Starbucks in Target. Oh my gosh. Because I remember that. Do you yeah. remember what that was referring oh, to? yeah. You do? Uh-huh. That if... Because... Go ahead. You said, have, you're like, heaven, I picture is Starbucks and Target. Exactly. Okay. And I love that. Then everyone started sending us pictures of Starbucks oh, every time and Target. They saw Starbucks and Target. And I, I remember Michelle's response was like, Oh, it is? Oh, thank God. (laughs) She was like, that's so exciting. Okay, so she said, I personally feel as a few things. One, Day of the Dead is November 1st. That's when the veil between this world and the other world is so thin, we can see and feel our past loved ones. The moon being so bright is making this even more powerful. Ask your guides and loved ones for help, for signs, for divine truth. Number two, the full moon in Taurus on Halloween is conjunct Uranus. This means they are exactly lined up with each other. The full moon sheds light on our truth. Uranus has the basic same principle. It's about freedom and revelations. These two represent light on the truth times a hundred. 
And this is all happening as we move into more darkness for the season. For me personally, it's about asking my guys to show me how I can move past some old awful stories I tell myself, shedding light on the truth of how amazing and loving I am so I can stop doubting myself. Uranus can be the planet of surprises, but the Taurus moon tempers that with objective and not subjective information. What do you really want to let go of? This can be the time that all those things we tried to let go of in the past are ready to go. <sighs> it's, a t- it's a great time to talk about the things that we avoid talking about. You know, all those things that can stir the pot. Truth seekers unite during this time. Such dramatic and as- actually useful energy. Pretty rad. She said, I just heard break the chains that bind. <laughs> She's like, oh, things are yes, coming, things to, her. Are coming right. to her. Yes. Things are coming to her. Chains that we have grappled with our whole lives and tried many times to look in the eye and deal with. This is a push to really let things go. I know I'm ready. This year has eaten me for lunch and spit me out. And she, it's true. She's had a crazy ass year. Um, Thank you, Michelle, for putting that out there. (laughs) I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but just speaking of a crazy, crazy year, it, I know we, it feels like overstated, but I, I just really can't get my head around what has gone on this year. Okay. So let's switch gears to a great voice memo. This is from a previous question that we asked, but I wanted to play it because it's from Carla and it's lovely. Hi, Joe and Claire. Carla here from Australia. And I'm sitting here at my computer and I just received an email from iHerb telling me that I have left items in my cart. So obviously I was shopping last night and did not put the order through for whatever reason. But as I have received this email this morning, it reminded me of your little acts of rebellion segment that you did a few weeks ago. And when I get these emails, it just enrages me. It makes me so angry. I find it pushy and invasive. So my little act of rebellion is that I am now on Amazon The products are more expensive, the shipping is more expensive, and I am purchasing those items through Amazon because iHerb have pissed me off with the email telling me that they have let that I have left items in my cart. So I know that this was a few weeks ago, but it really made me think of you guys. And um that is my little act of rebellion. I hope you're well. Bye. She's such a rebel. She will actively be like, how dare you remind me about my abandoned cart? I am going to actively purchase this from someone else. Someone else's cart. That is hysterical. (laughs) I saw a great tweet that was like, I love getting those reminders. Like, hey, did you forget something? Yeah, I forgot I can't afford $100 for a pair of leggings. (laughs) (laughs) But how good does it feel to just like put it in your cart? Do you have anything in your cart right now? Oh, yeah. There's this pair of. Okay, so Lululemon keeps coming out. With different, so you know how I feel about the Align legging, guys. I've tried to find a different legging that I like, and I can't do it. I love Aligns. I'm wearing them right now. Yep. I yep. wear them every day. They're worth. What the, do you like, like about them? I like they're the per, they're like the right amount of rise. Okay. I'm short. My torso is it's proportional to my body, but I'm only five three. Like mm-hmm. I'm realistically I'm five two, but my driver's license says five three. <laughs> You add an inch. You're like I do. You're like a like, share from. I st- feel like really stand up tall. You're like share from clueless. Yes, one thousand percent. So I like a high rise, but I'm right in between a mid rise and a high rise. Like for like a, most high rise things are ten inches. That hits me right in my diaphragm. It's too high. Yeah. Like, remember those outdoor voices leggings? I do. They went up to your boobs. They went up to my, they went above my sports bra line. I was like, I could wear, (laughs) this is like a tube top 
jumper. <laughs> it's like a whole. It's like a whole. Jumpsuit. It's a self-contained outfit. And but and I like I like the high rise. They're more comfortable. You don't have to like hike them up. And I like that they also come in a kind of mid length. I want to say it's mm-hmm. like a twenty seven inch. So it's not a capri and it's not a full length pant. It's just like the perfect, just the right proportions length. Yeah. for someone yeah. who's five two to five three and mm-hmm. yeah so that's what i love about them and they're they're doing this like they're calling it diamond dye it's tie-dye y'all that's what they're calling this series and they i i did order one oh, set Lulu. that was like a black kind of dark green tie-dye and they just came out with one that's like a maroon dark purple tie-dye i'm like oh i need that god i know i'm but they're really 119 dollars that's so ridiculous it's ridiculous like that's like Ugh. Grocery, but <laughs> for my you know family. we used to coach crossfit do you still use your r&d discount oh a thousand percent but I mean, that still doesn't even. Don't tell on us yet, everybody. <laughs> Whatever. They can a freaking afford it. They can it. absolutely freaking afford it. And we're podcasters giving you free advertising. All the time. Constant <laughs> the time. free advertising. Um, I have in my cart at Nordstrom this free people tie-dye oversized long sleeve t-shirt and oh. I don't need it. And I feel like tie-dye might be going out, but I love it so much. I love tie-dye. Okay. Something else to tell you about Lululemon really quickly. Yeah, they yeah. just came out with some extended sizes. So now a lot of their leggings go up to a size 20. So oh, awesome. I had somebody who was messaging me and they're like, okay, now that they finally have extended sizes, I want to order the Align. You know, what do you love about it? So now you guys all know what I love about it. But I would just be curious if somebody is out there who has ordered the extended size size did it live up to the hype let did us it know live up to the hype because not yes. you know when brands extend their sizing it's not always as good as the stand you know the first size right. that they had out like sometimes totally. the extended sizing takes a couple of rounds to get the proportions right or whatever and also sometimes you know people don't need the same sorts of features who have bigger bodies than people who have smaller bodies. Right. And there are certain things that you need more or less of depending on your body proportions. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I am just curious. But go uh, Lulu. To be to comment on your I mean kind of go Lulu like it took them a really long time and they still only go up to size 20. But That's true. That's true. Um, you know, it's better than nothing, I guess. It is definitely better than nothing. Not like, uh, I guess. But I, it's also like you guys are a huge major athletic brand. Like you could have already sure. done this and you could have done it totally. even to the further extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, Outdoor Voices has been doing that since the beginning, right? They do some of it. I think they uh-huh. also only go up to maybe like a size 18 or 20. No, Outdoor Voices ha- only goes up to XL. Oh. So I, thought that, I think it's more that I they just they use extended. like XL models. And so it kind of makes you think like, oh, they're size inclusive. But really XL doesn't necessarily mean size inclusive anyway tie-dye you yes. don't need a free people tie-dye shirt just tie-dye your own shirt i know it's so cute though it's like that's perfectly what's hilarious oversized. To me about the like tie-dye trend is like tie-dye is I like know, literally the point so... of tie-dye is <sighs> to give new life to something that's so old and stained and crappy that you can't wear it anymore and you're like f it tie-dye mm. it and now people are like oh free people tie-dye i'm like you do not you need to like get your so cute that is cute that's like an acid tie-dye <laughs> talk to tina cute. Tina, I'm going to send this to Tina and be like, can you make this for me? She's making some cute stuff. She really is. She made the cutest apron. Oh, I love her so much. Tina, FYI, I'm sending you this long sleeve, oversized long sleeve for you to make me. Um, (laughs) 
All right. So, <laughs> so ridiculous. it's almost Halloween. Okay. It's almost Halloween. It feels not like Halloween because it snowed six inches the other day. Like I'm like, I'm just ready to blow through Halloween and get to Christmas decorating. Our old yeah. pair is so funny. She's like, so are you guys going to decorate for Halloween? Like, I think she's, you know, she's excited. She really she wants, wants you to decorate. us to like be more into get the excited. American holidays than we are. And not that yeah. Brazil doesn't have Halloween, but like, anyway. Sure. When I lived in France, my host family was like really excited to hear about Halloween. They yeah. were the same way. I and my host mom was so cute because the French can't do our R's, like our hard R's. Mm. And so my French mom, I tried to get her to say trick or treat. I was like, this is what we say. You say trick or treat. And she's like, trick or treat. <laughs> she couldn't say You're it. Like, no. <laughs> so cute. So I was like trying to explain to her that I don't really decorate for Halloween. I mean, like we do pumpkins and stuff with the kids and we have like a little spider web in our tree, but we don't go that crazy because I feel like I don't, I don't want to be, it's not that I don't want to. I don't usually start thinking about Halloween until about two weeks out. Like I'm not the type I'm of person the same way. And then it's like Halloween. too late. Yeah. And I'm yep. like, I'm not going to do all this effort and spend all this money for two weeks of decorating. Totally. I'm the same But way. I will start decorating for Christmas on like right. November 1st. And I also, here's really what it comes down to. Halloween decorations that are still up on November 1st are way less romantic than Christmas right. decorations that are still up on January Like into 1st. January. Because everyone yeah. loves to celebrate New Year's right. and lights. You can keep it up. Every, like, you can, you can use Christmas decorations easily from November to January. Easily. And no judgment. No one's going to be like, right. that's old. <laughs> right. And so I'm more... I Why do you still have a spider on your front door? Yeah, they're going to be like, okay, Claire. Versus like, oh, wow, you still have your twinkle lights up. That's so... Like, that's right. really charming. To be clear, I'm not judging anybody because I could no, give a crap. I'm really my, not my neighbor has a My neighbor has two lit up palm trees year round right. in her in her yard yeah i like you, more you power to you. you the people across the street from us have this giant inflatable cat they put up every year and it used to scare the crap out of luna our dog Aww. um anyway i personally that's how i feel i also have been known to leave our christmas tree up into february so that okay, i'm too far cool. on the other yeah. side sometimes i really wish scott was let me i mean even if i had to argue with him he'd let me but he's one of those people it's like when are we taking the christmas decorations down and i'm like never like never i live here now this is Christmas Ask, time. <laughs> and and you know what? This year we really need our traditions yes. and we really need our decorations like through February. Like let's just ha- let us have it. Okay. So last week we asked about what you're doing for Halloween. Yes, what you're doing for Halloween. This is from Emily. Hello, Joy and Claire. This is Emily Valeriati from Fort Collins, Colorado. And my plans for Halloween, <laughs> very boring, um, but I love holidays. I always have. I'll probably bake something Halloweenish, either decorate Halloween sugar cookies or make popcorn balls. My mom used to always make those. And I'm not a big scary movie person, but my boyfriend is. And um, we live together, and he always tries to get me to watch scary movies and I just tell him like I literally I I literally can't like I'll have nightmares all night and it'll just it'll not be great um so he's been wanting to watch a scary movie so I'll probably throw him a bone in the sake of Halloween and we'll watch a scary movie but in order for me to watch scary movies I have to google the summary of the movie how it ends how it goes that's clear so I know what to expect and I don't actually get scared so that's probably what I'll be doing. Wish me luck. And I hope you all have a very happy Halloween. <laughs> Emily, Emily, you can do it. You and I should be should hang out and watch scary movies together because that is also how I have to watch scary movies. Emily follows me on my personal Instagram and she is always Aww. like, we're always like chatting about living in Northern Colorado. I also have to do that. I can't, I don't do scary movies. You guys know how I feel about dramatic tension. 
I can't handle it. And I always look up, I'm like, who dies? Like, I just need, it doesn't ruin it for me. In fact, it like allows me to enjoy it because now I don't have to stress. Yes, totally. I'm kind of the same way. Like there's one that Scott watched that I could just tell it was so scary. Like even the preview, I was like, nope, I'm out. Hereditary. Hereditary Mm -hmm. is the movie. And it has one of my favorite actresses in it, uh, Tony Collette. I love her so much. But I believe there's a podcast. Yes, the Reply All guys did a podcast about scary movies. It is so funny. She actually, they talked about Hereditary and how, I think they might have interviewed her. Anyway, she is in this movie and she there's like this great story to it, but it is terrifying. Like I won't even watch the preview to it without getting really freaked out. So I let Scott watch it and I'm like, I kind of want to watch it, but there's like really disturbing stuff in it. I'll watch scary movies, but I know you're like not even into... I just don't enjoy it. I'm like, this is yeah. not like relaxing or Does fun Does it stress you out? It stresses you out. It stresses yeah. me out and it's like, I just am not, I'm not having fun. Like, why would I do that? I love to feel scared. I love like creepy things. Like, I don't like being terrified. Okay, here's the other thing I want people to chime in on because I've never seen Friday the 13th or, yeah, Friday the 13th is the one. Wait, what's the one with the guy with Freddy Krueger? Friday the 13th? Nightmare on Elm Nightmare Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on yep, Elm Street. There it is. Are they the same thing? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't. So there was a lot of like 80s scary movies that I missed because I was Mm -hmm. too young to watch them. Mm -hmm. But I was like around when they were around. Right. And then like into my. Right. It wouldn't let us watch it. And like into junior high and high school, I just like wasn't into a lot of scary movies. Like that wasn't like my jam. I wasn't like watching scary movies with my friends. We were watching like Reality Bites. So I kind of like missed the cool 80s genre of like really scary horror movies. And so Scott, I was like, I really want to watch. What did I just say? Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. I was like, I really want to watch Nightmare on, El- on Elm Street because I want to like hear like this. I want to see the legend of this movie because it's supposed to be like really good. He's like, you're not. No, it's too scary for you. I was like, what? <laughs> now I want to watch it. He's like, no, you're not going to watch that. I was like, what do you mean? It's Isn't it like 80s cheesy kind of scary? So I want people to tell me if I should watch it or not. Okay. Do we have any more voice memos? Yes. This one is from Sarah. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Sarah from Folsom, California. Yep, the one that Johnny Cash made famous. Wanted to share some of the Halloween fun we are doing this year. Normally, I travel a ton this time of year, so Halloween hasn't been super planned out or over the top or anything at all. But this year, I get to do all the Halloween things, and I'm super excited about it. The house is decorated. We're actually planning costumes ahead of time. My husband has a bike race on Halloween day, which we haven't done really any of this year. So that's super exciting. COVID approved all the, all the measures in place, of course. Um, we're doing a no contact trick or treat from the street at our house. And I'm also doing a Dia de los Muertos altar. I did not grow up uh, with that kind of tradition at all, but super fascinated by it. I've done a lot of research because for me, it's important to understand and and be respectful of something if I'm taking it from a a, a culture that's not my own and uh, putting together something that's meaningful for myself and for our family and can't wait to hear what everybody else is doing. Thank you so much. That sounds like a great Halloween. Folsom, California. So I... Johnny Cash. I know, right? I live in a town that so in Longmont they get 
day. Longmont, the city of Longmont really celebrates Dia de los Muertos really hard. Like all the downtown businesses put out altars. They're, they've been doing um, like a big public altar where the library is like collecting things from different families if you want to like put thing anything from like an artifact from your family or a photo of a family member yeah and it's really cool and they're like really leaning into it this year they're like you know we as like a community or many people in this community have lost loved ones this year and there have been very few opportunities to honor that and so like as a community we're we're offering for you to be a part of this collective experience of like honoring your loved ones and honoring the deceased people in your family and you know kind of like bringing in and Longmont is a traditionally very heavy Latinx family our entire neighborhood is just like multi-generational Latino families and I just think it's yeah I think that's cool and I think like we talked about this a little bit on the podcast with Casper that I have been trying to be more involved in figuring out some of my own heritage rituals and it's also cool to feel really invited by another culture to participate in their rituals like something like Dia mm-hmm. de los Muertos. for sure yeah that's really cool okay this last one is from anna hey joy and claire this is anna calling from germany with a non-halloween but around halloween tradition that we have here in, in the area that i live which is around the river rhine um it's called saint martin and it's a mix of I would say old Germanic traditions and the celebration um, of a knight uh, called St. Martin that shared his coat with poor people to keep them warm in the winter. And what you do is, or what kids do, is they make their own lanterns in kindergarten and in elementary school with like new themes every year. And then they have parades. Um, when it's dark out around the 11th of November and either it's like the whole school or the whole kindergarten having a little parade or in our area it's like the whole town with all schools and all kindergartens um, with one humongous parade and they walk with their lanterns and their bands playing the traditional songs that go with it and then there's a big bonfire and a St. Martin on a horse um, for all the kids to see, and then they get a traditional baked good in the end. And the older kids then afterwards go house to house, um, usually like houses that take part have little lanterns in the window, and they show their lanterns and they sing the songs for the people that live in the houses in the area. And uh, in return, they get candy, similar to Halloween, but they have to do a little bit more for it. And of course, they get congratulated on their nice lanterns. Uh, which always makes them very proud. So it's a tradition that has been there for many, many years. I've done it when I was a child and I loved it. And we would, for days, we would sort the candy and and share it and exchange what we liked and didn't like. Um, Yeah, it's it's great. And the lanterns are beautiful. Little lantern from Germany. Love you guys. Bye. That's so cute. So Miles, uh, Miles' old school used to do that. They called him Michaelmas. And they would do like, they'd make little lanterns and we'd have to like go to the school in the middle of the night and walk, not the middle of the night, it was like eight o'clock and walk around and they didn't have the traditional baked good though. (laughs) Yeah. It was like. (laughs) Or the candy component, but it was really cute and it was very like, for, you know, a group of four-year-olds, it was very reflective. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you guys for sharing all those. That's really, really cool. Yeah. All right. What's the question for next week? We're going into a big week, you guys. We sure are. Let's all take a big collective breath together. I read something recently about voting that I struck a chord with me and it said the people out there who are quote unquote undecided voters, I don't 
whoever this, I forget the author. I think it was Deb from Smitten Kitchen, actually. I love Smitten Kitchen. She was like, she posted something that was like, I don't think it's that people don't know who, don't know which candidate best represents their ideals. I think the undecided voters are people who haven't decided whether or not it's worth it to vote. Yeah. And I thought that that was really true because I I continue to say like, and you and I have had talked about this and you and I and Jess have talked about this, you and Jess and I, of like, who out there is truly like, I still can't decide between the candidates. Totally. I definitely think it's more that people are like, I don't think voting They're matters. They're so tired of politics. Yes. They're so tired. They're so tired of politics that they don't even want to be involved in voting. Yeah. And like, I follow sad. somebody on Instagram who's like a homestead rancher out in Western California. California, Colorado. And they're like, don't vote. It just encourages them. You know, it's like that kind of mentality of like, you're just playing into the system that victimizes you and or you're playing into the system that doesn't care about you. And if you are listening to this podcast and you live in America and you're a registered voter or you still have time to register, some states do day of registration Mm -hmm. and we're five days out from a very important presidential election and you're thinking and you're on the fence. I'm, I'm not Naive enough to think that in the next 30 seconds, I'm going to convince you to vote if you are right. diehard not going to vote. Right. But I would just really encourage you, if you're on the fence and you're waiting for somebody to give you that nudge to really look you in the eye and say, it matters to me that you vote, this is that. It matters to me and it matters to Joy yep. that you vote, even if you're going to vote for Trump. Right. So here's it the It matters thing. to me it, that you it, vote. It, 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 if you can go and listen to the bonus episode we did, because we talked a lot about this. Mm-hmm. So go and listen to that. We did it with Will and Mom Sandy. And Will said a really great thing that he got from one of his friends, which was basically like, it's kind of like voting for someone who's going to take you to the closest bus stop to your destination. Yeah, that's a post that's or, been going around. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like or to your, your closest right, you know, it's like voting, subway stop. Voting is not a direct transport to your final to your like desired destination. It's a no. bus route. You pick the bus that's gonna get you as close to where you need to be. If you are waiting for someone, yeah, and there and you just feel like it's not worth it to vote, this is us telling you it's worth it and it yeah. means a lot to us that you vote. Mm-hmm. Okay. So coming out of a very I mean hopefully coming out of or moving into the next phase of our country. I don't even know what, like, what's our next episode going to be like? I know. What's it going to be like? We're going to probably be recording on election day. Yep. Oh, my God. We are. Holy crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. My stomach hurts just thinking about it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Here's what I want to know. What's the best and or worst piece of advice that you have ever received? Or what is, and Joy hates it when we do, like, best and worst. (laughs) Extremes. What is... A memorable, very memorable, positive or negative piece of advice. Memorable because it really helped you or memorable because it was absolutely useless piece of advice that you have received. And you can send us your messages, send us a voice memo to thisisjoyandclaire at gmail.com. You can write your answer in an email and we can read it on the air. Or you can go to the contact us button in our Instagram account, which is at joyandclaire underscore. And that will send you to a Google voice account where you can leave a voicemail. I'm Always can I do said, a hot tip? Yes, please. Hot can tip. I do a hot tip? Hot, hot tip. tip about your voice memo. Like Claire has instructed you is to pull up your app, your voice memo app, hold it to your face like you're doing a phone call. And maybe just listen to it before you send it to us. We will not play voice memos, not be not to be rude, but if they're not clear and they, we can't really understand them, or if there's if there's a lot of background noise that we can't hear your voice. So the best way to do voice memos is to sit in your car because it's a contained space. There's not a lot of background noise. 
great like little tiny it's like a little recording studio yeah just but, a little hot but tip parked. little hot tip but parked 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 safely yes parked safely in your car so park in your driveway give yourself an extra two minutes before you go in the house yep. practice you just talk you to us practice your, your what you're gonna say and then park turn on your voice memo app record it and then walk inside yep. and we are excited to hear from you about some good advice and some bad advice that you have all received i can't wait to hear it yep okay. all right guys <sighs> have a great halloween I hope you eat lots of candy. Maybe watch a scary movie if that's your jam. If not, go watch some cartoons. Yeah. We're going to probably be watching not scary movies. Like okay. maybe Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus is so Hocus cute. Hocus Pocus is so cute. So cute. Okay. Love you guys. Have a great week. Hold your breath. Breathe. Don't hold it's your It's almost breath. election time. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. We're going to get it's through election, it. No matter what election happens, time. we're going to move <gasps> forward. <sighs> we, we may need to do a big Zoom, uh, like a, a collective group therapy Zoom call. Great idea. Just for the entire day of, of election day. Okay. All right, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.